Welcome to Political Beatdown. Ben Micellis, Michael Cohen. We've got a lot to discuss. I mean, we haven't even covered yet, Michael Cohen, the $148 million verdict against Rudy Giuliani. And not only does that have implications, of course, in bankrupting Giuliani, by the way, it's a non-dischargeable debt, but Donald Trump is looking at that and goes, wait a minute, E. Jean Carroll has that same reputational damages expert testifying in my defamation trial, the case against me set for trial in January. That's right, Donald Trump. And I think we're going to see a massive verdict there. There's a ton of infighting taking place within the Republican Party. You've got Chip Roy going after Trump, Trump going after Chip Roy, MAGA versus MAGA light. I can't even keep track of it anymore. We'll talk about that. Also, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals expediting oral argument on the issue of absolute presidential immunity. That hearing will now take place January 9th. So you talk about a speedy docket. Take a look there. Also, you've got Alina Haba, Donald Trump's, I guess, spokesperson and lawyer who is out there like just giving the most bizarre interviews, undermining the case. And she also spoke at this event, uh, this Turning Point USA event, the big Republican influencer event in Phoenix, Arizona, led by Charlie Kirk. But I guess that's well where, where we will start today, Michael Cohen, because before I went live, this may be one of the earliest two-finger salutes you've ever given. Before we went live, Ted Cruz took the stage at this right-wing Turning Points event. I want to play this clip for you. And as I said, we may set a Guinness Book of World Records for the quickest. This is almost like, it, it could almost be like Mike Tyson versus Larry, uh, versus uh, My Michael Spinks, that 18-second <laughs> that knockout. So we will see. The fingers are getting ready, Ben. The fingers are getting ready. Let's play the clip. Left is so bad. They're so unhappy. They're so pissed off. And by the way, if you were a liberal woman and you had to sleep with those weenies, you'd be pissed too. Dude, look at Ted Cruz's gut. My question to him would be, when was the last time you saw your mushroom pecker, you fucking jerk off? So you know what, Ben? We're going to do it here. We're, we're, we're doing it, right? Right, Brigaders? The guy deserves the two-finger salute. I mean, did you see the performance that he's on? I mean, could you imagine what they're talking about here? I mean, this is so absurd. It is such a stupid, stupid argument for this guy <laughs> to be bringing up considering. It's this topic, the topic of abortion, that is probably going to cost Trump at least but at least the election, if not even the nomination. So, Ted, you fucking jerk off. How many times have I said to, to Donald, how many times has Donald said to you, you're an idiot, fuck you, you stupid, stupid son of a bitch. I mean, go on, sit there with this TPM, whatever it's, whatever the hell it's called, um, this, these ridiculous, ridiculous rallies that they keep having one loser after another get up and they don't command even Don Jr. when he was up at one of these last rallies and I think Donald shut that shit down real fast because they all sound so 
Stu or Alina Haber walking around and so on, back and forth on the stage talking about Donald Trump. It is the same lines over and over and over again. They all think that they're Donald. They think that they could command the crowd. They're all looking at Alina and they're like, oh God, I wish, you know, I, I wish this was like one of those pay boots where you put a dollar in and the girl dances for you on a pole. She's so stupid. It is beyond, she's worthless as a lawyer. In fact, she's worthless as a spokesperson because everything that she says, everything that comes out of her mouth is as dumb as one could possibly imagine. It's injurious to the case. It only puts Donald five feet behind the eight ball. I mean, I don't understand what what they're doing. There's nobody with any sense right now that's trying to, you know, protect the guy for the multitude of cases. By the way, I want to be clear about it. I'm ecstatic that they have somebody like Alina Haba. I'm ecstatic that they have Chris Kyes or that they have this guy, Cliff Robert. I'm ecstatic for it. The same way I was ecstatic for Alejandro Brito. There's no way that they're winning any of these cases. Now, Donald will just bitch and moan and he'll say, I'm the victim. I'm the victim. It's 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 the witch hunt. It's the, you know, it's the liberal left. It's the wokeism. It's everything else. It's everybody else's fault except for his own. No, no, Donald. You're now you're now understanding the concept of accountability. But Ted Cruz, your performance gets a D minus at best and better than the D minus grade. You get the two finger salute from the political beatdown brigade, you fucking tool. Two finger salute within three minutes. Michael Cohen is, this is coming a in. Fucking knockout. Boom. He's coming in hot. All right. Let's talk. You brought it up. You talked about Alina Haba on that same stage at that Turning Point USA event. Again, this is the biggest organization now for the Republican Party. This is who they are. It's led by Charlie Kirk, and she was one of the keynote speakers. So let's take a look at some of the clips from the speech that she gave. This one in particular, where she brags about being sanctioned and losing the case before federal judge in the Southern District of Florida, where she and Donald Trump were sanctioned almost a million dollars. A million, ba-beep, 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 ba-bucks. And so if Ted Cruz was a D minus, I want to see the grade that you give this. Play the clip. That got assigned to a Clinton-appointed judge. What do you think happened? Nobody's heard of the case, right? It's because it's gone. I never met the judge. I never walked into the courtroom. There were probably 50 lawyers representing all of the radical left. Clinton's lawyers, Mook's lawyers, and the list goes on and on and on. One month, it got dismissed and me and President Trump got sanctioned a million dollars for going against crooked Hillary. You didn't know that, did you? Fake news, folks. Fake news. They won't report it. But guess what? We paid that million and we're going to keep on fighting. 
Cohen, what's the? I mean, that's not an SNL skit. That is real life. We, we yeah, all- man, we lost. Oh, you didn't know that we lost? Yeah, we lost, and we were sanctioned a million, and we paid it, right? <laughs> no, we, no, you idiot in the audience, you paid it. You, you stupid maggot moron with three teeth and four brain cells. You paid her stupidity. It's a lawsuit that was brought against Hillary Clinton and others for interfering, as Donald would tell you, in the 2020 election. I mean, it is the most frivolous. It's it's on par with the other frivolous cases that they just keep bringing forward. And it's thank goodness that there's one judge who tried. The judge tried by imposing a million dollar sanction on Trump and Haba to stop them from abusing the court system for his own political gain, for Donald's own benefit. Does that stop them? No, nothing stops them. Again, because he's not the one that's paying it. These stupid MAGA morons that are supporting him and this ridiculous crusade for autocracy, they're the ones that are paying it. So as long as it's not coming out of his pocket, he doesn't care and she cares even less. You know, she's loving her five minutes of fame sitting on top. What she doesn't understand, and it was probably because the hair extensions are so tight that they're interfering with the blood flow in her brain. But let me explain to her I'm sure she's watching this right now, what she fails to understand. One, you're completely incompetent, all right? This is not your area of specialty. Now, if you want to be the mouthpiece, be the mouthpiece. That's fine. But your failure as a lawyer, the fact that you were sanctioned a million dollars for this frivolity only underscores the fact you're not a trial attorney. This is not your specific area of law. And every single time that you do something, you're just making it worse. Better lawyers than you. Even, and look, I'm going to pay a somewhat compliment here. Rudy Giuliani was the former head of the Southern District of New York, the criminal division. All right. He, it's just who, it's just, who he was. He has massive trial experience. Chesbro, uh, Lynn, you have, uh, what do you call it? Myself. You have dozens and dozens. Eastman. I mean, there are dozens of lawyers who have experience, trial experience, experience in politics that have all lost their law license, that have all been beaten down as a result of Common denominator? Yeah, Donald J. Trump. What do you think, you dumb putts? What do you think is going to happen to you, right? You've already been sanctioned once. You're going to be sanctioned again. He's going to lose in the Manhattan, uh, the attorney general, uh, New York attorney general case. He's going to lose in the Manhattan DA, in the Georgia case, in the two Jack Smith cases. What do you think is going to happen to you? Do you think that he's going to turn around and say, oh, well, she's different. She's different than everybody else, right? (laughs) Simply because she's Alina Haba, right? Uh, Former member of or current member of Trump National Bedminster. 
What do you think is going to happen to you? Do you think that he's going to turn around and say, well, you know, I need to finally come clean because I need to save Alina Haba and her law license? No, no. You're going to go under the bus just like Rudy Kaludi, drunken Giuliani, just like Chesbro, like Lynn, like Eastman, like myself. You are not special. Not only you're not special, you're not clever. So this stupid on this this these these um speeches that you're making these rambling just lines of nonsense all for what to appease one man to appease one man that's what you're doing. Rest assured, I said the same thing. My warning was to Mark Meadows. I warned him during the House Oversight Committee. I warned so many when I said, look at what happened to me. If you think that it's only going to happen to me and it can't happen to you, you're wrong. And look at all of them. Each and every one of them now have issues. So, Alina, be, be warned. Well, she's getting paid pretty well. I think in the last disclosure, she's made about $3.5 million to date doing all of this, in addition to the $1 million of being sanctioned. And again, that's all being paid by the Political Action Committee. Here's Alina Haba on that stage talking about the New York Attorney General's civil fraud case. And here she says what this case is really about is that the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, is trying to kill the Trump family, she says. Here, play this clip. So I'm sure everybody has seen for the last 11 joyous weeks, I've been attacked and attacking Miss Letitia James. The Attorney General for the state of New York, who is trying to kill the Trump family, their organization, and the presidency. Because before she was even in office, before she had access, Miss James said, I'm going to campaign on one thing. This is how I'm going to get in office. This is how I'm going to get famous. And that's by getting Trump. She said, I'm going to turn every page on the Trump organization. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get Trump and I'm going to go home. That's what we're dealing with. Well, I've got a message for Miss James. She can bring her witch hunts, but I am the witch hunt slayer. I am the witch hunt slayer. By the way, she's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, part two. (laughs) I mean, what an idiot, right? I mean, she thinks that she's going to bully our New York unsinkable attorney general, Tish James, who has not, who has not gone after somebody who is innocent. She has, meaning Tish James, has laid out a very coherent case of fraud. In fact, the case was laid out so well by the prosecutorial uh, staff of the New York Attorney General's office that Judge Ngoron made a determination weeks and weeks ago that Trump is guilty of fraud. And they now have the license to operate in receivership. So I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know what 
facts that she's predicating and the, oh, she'll turn around like they did once. Uh, well, well, I forget who it was that was on the stand. They pulled out a document that was from like um, Newsmax or OAN or one of these right, other yeah, right right newspapers. And she's going to hold it up and she's going to claim this is this is the witch hunt. It's right here in the news. No. Yeah. No. So it was actually even Christopher Keis who used to have a reputation as being a decent lawyer who's just debased himself on this Trump legal team in the court proceedings. He said that there is an article that basically proves that your principal law clerk did X, Y, and Z. So the judge said, which article? And Christopher Keis goes, oh, it was in Breitbart. And then the oh, whole uh, audience just erupts into like laughter and gasp, like you're citing Breitbart, but it gets worse. It was Breitbart citing some like random X account that had a history of not reporting accurate things. And it was like double hearsay within Breitbart. It's like, what? But by the way, if you just look at what the New York Attorney General's office has been doing over the past 48 hours, just unrelated to Trump, because the world doesn't revolve around Donald Trump or the New York Attorney General. Sure, she's prosecuting Trump, but take a look at some of these other announcements. She goes, for years, Google overcharged millions of users for apps and in-app purchases, abused the markets, and blocked developers from selling products in other app stores. My office and 52 other attorney generals are making Google pay $700 million for its anti-competitive actions. Google will refund the consumers who were overcharged and make changes to its app devices. Um, she goes on to post something else about shutting down Big Cheap Smoke Shop, an illegal cannabis store for operating in South Brooklyn without a license and selling unregulated products. She talks about how last week they made this Bitcoin company pay over $22 million for illegally operating in New York and banned a crypto platform from doing business. They've now recovered over $500 million from crypto platforms that refuse to play by the rules. All of this in the past day. I point those out because we don't hear this crypto company or Google, you know, posting in all caps, you know, the racist attorney general, the judge's law clerk, the judge's son's brother-in-law, this, that, because that's just not how you behave. The New York attorney general prosecutes fraud generally. That's her mandate. That's the mandate of the office. I want to show you this, though, Cohen, as well. Because here's one of the issues with the Alina Habas of the world, and this is so symptomatic of kind of MAGA in general. Here's the thing. If Donald Trump just wanted to be Donald Trump, the real estate developer who was a crappy person, leave us alone. If Alina Habba wants to be the traffic lawyer who's not a great lawyer, just leave the rest of us Americans alone. The problem with these people is that they then want to control our lives. They then want to speak mm -hmm. for all of us. And that becomes the big problem. Watch what Alina Habba says as she goes on the Kimberly Guilfoyle show. And she says, I'm actually the lawyer, not just for Trump. I'm every American's lawyer. Here, play this clip. And I always say that, Kim, I know I'm President Trump's lawyer, but I really represent America. And I represent lawyer. what we were. Mm -hmm. what we were, you know, and that's and really the what future I hope of what we can back. be and will be 
again, with we the help of God, and we will go forward, um, hopefully in just, you know, 11, 12 months time, and we will right this ship. So Cohen, these incompetent people, these dangerous people, it's not sufficient for them just to be dangerous and horrible in their own world, right? They want to come and then seize our rights. They want to take away our freedoms. They want to take women's reproductive freedom rights away. They want to take away our constitutional rights away. They want to say who you can love and who you can marry. They want to set the rules. And it is this fascism plus idiocracy on display, which to me is the exact opposite of what our country should be about. And you just see it's that malignant narcissism seeping through that they want to control our lives. Like if y'all want to be miserable, dangerous, <laughs> leave, leave us alone. Like, right, Cohen? You know, it's funny because in one of these aberrants, she brings me up, of course, because, you know, I call out her stupidity on a regular basis. And, you know, she makes the same claims about me that I make about her. She's like, you know, he's a nobody without Donald Trump. He has nothing else to talk about, uh, you know, without, uh, you know, Donald, and you know, he would never have written these two New York Times books, and so he's keeping it going, and so on. That you know, he's you know portraying himself. This is what she said as um, the hero for the American people. And I want to be very clear, and you've heard me say this. I don't know how many times on this show, other shows, television, in the press. I don't look at myself as a hero. Um, you know, if somebody wants to call me that, you know, that's fine. The same way they want to call me a rat or an asshole, that's fine too. I don't think about what anybody else calls me. I'm trying to work on myself. I'm trying to rebuild a life that has gotten its, you know, kicked right in the groin. And every day I wake up, and I've told this to so many of you over the over the months that we've been involved in political beatdown, that every day waking up and putting on a smile and doing so for my wife and for my children so that they can lead, you know, a normal, so to speak, life. That's what I do. But what she doesn't understand. And she won't understand until the law comes after her. Until then, like Rudy, who used to attack me voraciously, I mean, attack me on a regular basis on Fox, on Newsmax, on OAN, whoever wanted to listen to stupid Rudy Colludi, drunken Giuliani, he was constantly attacking me. And I would laugh at him and say, Wait until this happens to you, you idiot. All right. And what ends up happening? It happens to him. And now he walks the street and he's by himself and he makes a big issue of two or three people come over to him to take a selfie. And so, I mean, how pathetic this man's life has become. A man who 
cleaned up New York. I'm not going to turn around and say he didn't because he did. I think he was a fucking disgrace as the um, head of the Southern District of New York. He showed them how to be more corrupt and dirty. All right. And they have basically taken that profile and they have figured out how to make themselves even more powerful, more corrupt and more dirty. But we'll get to that soon anyway. But he is now the laughing stock of America, America's mayor, the guy that helped to, to walk people and deal with 9-11, walking by him street by himself in the street, schlepping his back leg like he's the penguin from you know Batman and Robin, the first movie with Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito, schlepping that back leg, hunched over, broke, can't pay anybody for anything he he owes what would they say a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in phone bills could you imagine this is the same rudy giuliani that people admired so take him as the example compare him to this parking lot moron all right and what do you think is going to happen to her yeah enjoy she can do whatever she wants knock yourself out right nothing good is going to come out of this Rest assured, you heard it from me right here on The Beatdown. I want to show you two more clips right now. This one is Alina Haba from that same interview with Kimberly Guilfoyle, where Kimberly Guilfoyle goes to Haba, and I'll just, we'll play the clip. It's a little favor here, if you can please uh, get my uh, fiancé and his brother off. I'd really appreciate (laughs) it. Really don't want to have to... (laughs) I'm going to have to support Junior Hi. for the rest of his life. Oh, my God. What is going on I'm with wrong. the sparkles? That was a crazy. What's the sparkles? Oh, you know what? I, it's that iPhone thing. I think. Okay. She's got like random fireworks going off. You have Kimberly Guilfoyle saying, can you please get off my uh, husband or fiance and his brother? She better be careful. By the way, she better be careful and choose her words very carefully. I know you said that. I didn't say that. Um, Kimberly, get, I'll sh- I'll show you this. I'll show you Damn this part. Damn straight, I said it. <laughs> That's why you're Michael Cohen. I'll, sh- I'll show you this piece right here as well, where um, Alina Haba again tries to show what an astute constitutional scholar she is, where she talks about how the New York civil fraud case reflects the constitutional demise of our country. Here, play this mm. clip. Doesn't all of this implicate the Sixth Amendment and the right to a fair trial? Yeah, First Amendment, Sixth Amendment. Imagine your lawyer going into court and not being able to put objections on the record for things they see that are improper and unethical. I'm not allowed to speak about it. I'm not allowed to speak about it in court or out. And that is a very frightening thing. How can I defend my client when I can't put make an, a record for appeal? We know we're going to lose in this court, but we'd like to make a record for the appellate division where judges we hope will actually consider the facts and the law. Um, it's really been an unconstitutional demise of our country, Kim. I mean, that's the best way I could say it. I said it a hundred times this weekend at every speech. We have to value the Constitution. We have to care about the basics of our country and our judicial system. And unfortunately, the fact that the president's lawyer has become his spokeswoman says it all. It is uh, truly corrupt. I have seen it with my own eyes, and I I wish that the cameras were in there to watch themselves. But the fact that he's sad that this case is over is insane. I could not have been happier to get out of there because I need to move on and get this case where it needs to be, which is in front of real judges who are going to take real consideration. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Get it where it needs to be. Well stated. 
why don't we look at the real United States Constitution? So they're just saying random amendments. Okay, if you look at what the Sixth Amendment says, not that that matters to Alina Habba or Kimberly Guilfoyle, here's what it says. In all criminal prosecutions, so let's be clear what it relates to, criminal prosecutions. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. The Sixth Amendment relates to criminal prosecutions not the new york attorney general oh civil ben you're just being so technical leave alina alone first fourth six well come what's the difference you know she she knows them all right she she knows them all and don't worry donald is going to finally get his justice on appeal before you know before probably it'll go before the second circuit uh you know appellate court which by the way i don't know if you know this ben uh, or the brigaders uh, may maybe don't know this. I actually appeared before the Second Circuit uh, Court of Appeals uh, last week on the Michael Cohen versus United States of America, Donald Trump, Bill Barr, Department of Justice uh, et al. case. Uh, and like I said, Alina was there. By the way, when was, if you don't mind me asking, when was that video taken, the one with her and Kimberly Gargoyle, if you the happen past, to know? Yeah, the past 48 hours. Yeah, because um, I guess she got her hair cut or they took out the extensions because if you notice, her hair is short. It goes from short. It's almost like that doll, the one that you pull on the hair and the hair would grow long and then you cut it and you pull some more until ultimately there's no more hair on that doll and you got to throw it out and get your folks to buy you another one. You know, uh, but putting all that aside, we went before she was there. This is true. And you can hear it because I posted on my Twitter account. If you want to hear it, it's at Michael Cohen 212. You can hear it's the whole thing with our, we got 10 minutes. Government was supposed to have five. Government kept my attorney, John Michael uh, Dougherty, uh, on for about 13 minutes. But they kept government for twice the amount, 10 minutes. And that was 23 minutes. And then Haba was supposed to get five minutes. They cut her off at like three minutes and 27 seconds. And they said, yeah, we just have no more. We have, there's nothing more we can, that we, that we want to ask you. She was making such a fool out of herself because what do you think that she was arguing? Presidential immunity. He has executive immunity. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, how he wants it. And they, you know, the, the panel, they just sat there like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, yeah, we, we have nothing more for you. And then they just, I've never seen that happen before. I've never seen somebody not at least go the full five minutes. Five minutes, I fully understand. There are some judges that on that five minute, they just, that's it. We call it quits and so on. Three minutes and 27 seconds. And they cut her off. Because the case was an official acts immunity case under the Bivens doctrine. She brings up absolute presidential immunity as a doctrine. Then one of the judges says, okay, okay, Alina, how about you want to talk about absolute presidential immunity? Then how do you think the blasting game case fits in oh. here? If you want to talk about absolute presidential immunity. And then Alina Habba says, I, what case? 
blasting game. I, I don't have that in my uh, notes. I, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't read that one. I haven't. Um, I haven't made notes on that. So like, we're talking about the blasting game versus Trump. Trump. Your case. She was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't. Um, I, I can't discuss that. But if you want, I can talk more about executive immunity. And the judge was like, wait. You don't know what the blasting game case is? That's exactly the point of executive immunity, the fact that there is no such thing right, for, for a, a post-president. It was just, I don't know. Uh, no no was, absolute immunity for presidents when they are involved in election and campaigning activity. That's blasting game. B. Trump decided in the past two and a half weeks. One technical thing. Because this case, the New York Attorney General civil fraud case, is before the lower New York trial court, it's called the New York Supreme Court. Next, it would go to the appellate division, first department in New York, the top court, the highest court. It's confusing in New York. It's called the Court of Appeal is the highest yeah. court in New York. That's the track that it takes there. Separately, federal cases go before a federal district court judge, then the Second Circuit Oh my in New gosh, York. That, that's, that's right. I'm, I'm referring to this. Not federal case. That's right. It's a it's the state case. Exactly. Yeah. I have you for the beatdown. You got me for the legal stuff. We will be right back after after this quick break. We've got a lot more to discuss. Oh, do we Did have? you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one, just in time for the holidays. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our live listeners. Save up to 40%. And if you use our promo beat, B-E-A-T, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. That's great. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code beat to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle, T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E.com slash beat. B-E-A-T, to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one on this holiday season. Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health. When you are sleeping well, you can perform at your best mentally and physically. 
Proper sleep can also increase focus, boost energy, and improve your mood. Introducing Beam's Dream Powder, a science-packed healthy hot cocoa for sleep. If you know me, you know that Dream has been a game changer for my sleep. Sometimes I find myself up at night in bed with my thoughts and uneasiness. Well, that was the case until I started drinking Beam's Dream Powder. Prior to Beam's Dream Powder, the poor sleep and late night staying up really affected my mood and energy, but not anymore. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their science-backed healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like chocolate peanut butter, cinnamon cocoa, and sea salt caramel with only 15 calories and zero grams of sugar. Better sleep has never tasted better. Other sleep aids can cause next day grogginess, but Dream contains a powerful, all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, alphenine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. The numbers don't lie. In a clinical study, 93% of participants reported Dream helped them get better sleep. Beam Dream is easy to add to your nighttime routine. Just mix Dream into hot water or milk froth and enjoy before bed. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash beat and use code BEAT at checkout. That's shop, B-E-A-M dot com slash B-E-A-T, and use code BEAT for up to 40% off. And now, back to the show. Thank you to our pro-democracy sponsors. We're back, Michael Cohen, Ben Micellis on Political Beatdown. So, of course, we now know Rudy Giuliani was hit with a $148 million verdict in the defamation case brought against him by Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. And then Rudy Giuliani, because he continued to defame them, during the trial, he'd leave every day and then go and say more defamatory things about them. Well, they sued him again yesterday, and they sued him for injunctive relief, basically to hold him in contempt if he keeps on defaming them and for more monetary damages as well. And Rudy Giuliani continues to defame them over and over again. I want to show you two clips of Giuliani from uh, the trial last week. It feels like a very long time ago, so just last week. But first, let me play you this clip, Cohen, then I want to get your reaction. Let's play it. Of course, there's very, very little I could say right now. I have to analyze this. Obviously, possibly we'll move for a new trial. Certainly we'll appeal. The absurdity of the number merely underscores the absurdity of the entire proceeding where I've not been allowed to offer one single piece of evidence in defense, of which I have a lot. So I am quite confident when this case gets before a fair tribunal, it'll be reversed so quickly, it'll make your head spin. And the absurd number that just came in 
will help that actually. Why did you choose not right, to testify? Why do you think it was unfair? Because I cannot go into the details. I didn't testify because the judge made it clear that if I made any mistake or did anything wrong, she was considering contempt. And this judge does have a reputation for putting people in jail. And I thought, honestly. Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen, what say you? Holy shit. I mean, first of all, he's doing exactly what Donald does. You go on, you attack the judge. All of a sudden, the judge here cannot be fair. And if you lie to the court, get a load of what Kaludi is saying here. If I lie to the court and they hold me in contempt and I could be jailed, and that's why I chose not to testify. Really? So you're basically stating that you had no intention of telling the truth. But to me, it's so hard for me to concentrate on what Kaludi is saying with that guy over his right shoulder. It's Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is that? So I did some research. <laughs> My brigaders, I did some research. And I want to tell you, that haircut actually has a name to it. I don't know if any of you know what it is, but it's called a skullet. Did you know that, Ben? It's called a skullet. I did not it know. It is a mullet for skinheads. So it's fully shaven on the entire head, except for that massive patch in the front. It's called a skullet. And this guy is an idiot. I mean, first of all, I don't understand that haircut. Look, it almost is like, how do you wake up in the morning? It's like you're washing your hair, and all you're doing is you're washing just the very front of your forehead. It's the weirdest haircut I've seen so far, and his eyes rolling around up and down. And then you got the other guy who's off to uh, its camera right over Rudy's left shoulder trying to push Rudy into the car because he knows that anytime Rudy opens up his mouth, right, there's going to be an issue with it. I mean, just shame on Rudy altogether. But I want to bring something, I want to bring something, Ben, you know, to the forefront here, something you and I talk about all the time. And if, you, if you're watching the news, if you're watching the Rudys, if you're watching the Lena Habas, if you're watching all of these folks that are speaking, the Ted Cruz's and so on, you got to say to yourself, and then you start to see some of the allegations of the polls showing that Biden is losing to Trump and that young people are now shifting to Trump as are minorities, blacks and Latinos and so And you shake your head and you say, how? Why? None of this makes sense. Women are now uh, shifting towards Trump. Really? Ser serious? Any of this makes sense? It's why I say to the brigaders, why I say to you all the time, the thing we need to do in this community is we need to double our beatdown audience every single week. If, in fact, we can do it every time there's an episode, imagine where we'll be 11 months from now when we finally have to go to the polls and we have a community of 50, 60, 70 million people because it becomes it becomes a snowball. This is what we need desperately. We need to be the voice. All of us together need to be the voice of rational thought, of thought that is 
pro-American, pro-Constitution, pro-democracy, anti-fascist, anti-authoritarian. That's what we need to be. And look, I don't want to be ever in a position down the road where I'm trying to explain to my grandkids or God willing, great grandkids, how did you do nothing? How the fuck does something like this happen when you have now an authoritarian at the helm of the most powerful country in the world? I don't want to be that. I don't want us to end up having more rights taken away from us simply because we didn't do enough. And so, again, brigaders, I don't know who you know. I don't know how many people live in your home or your friends or your colleagues or your, you know, whoever that you associate with, the people you play cards with. You must ensure that they all subscribe to political beatdown each and every Tuesday and every Thursday. And if by chance that they happen to be bored and like podcasts, there's a slew of podcasts on Midas Touch Network, including my Mea Culpa podcast, which I think you'd find absolutely, you know, incredible. But it's so important for us to grow this community right here. It's just not happening by the DNC. I don't know what these folks are doing to Biden right now where they're holding him back. And we have one guy who's come, who's being held back and saying, everybody has to know it. Don't think about, you know, uh, me versus the almighty. Think about me versus the other guy. I mean, what are we doing? Somebody has to take charge here. And while we're not the only, um, you know, while we're not the only voice that's out there, we seem to get the biggest numbers. And so with your help, and I believe me, every time I'm speaking to somebody and they walk past me on the street and they say, thank you for what you're doing. I said, by the way, you listen to Political Beatdown on YouTube, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And they're like, no, I wasn't aware of it. Come here, give me your, give me your phone, go to podcast. I want you to join us. If I can do it, and you all do it, and we get Ben to do it, before you know it, we will be the deciding factor. We cannot leave this to the DNC, to Jamie Harrison, to anybody. We have to do it ourselves, and it's so important. Well, as I always say, you can't be waiting around for a hero to emerge that's going to save the day. If you wait for that hero to emerge, and save everything, I think you're going to be in for a rude awakening. You have to wake up and go, you know what? I'm going to be the change that I want today. And it could be with small things have big impact. You know, just because, you know, we're the ones who are on the podcast, I know how hard you all work every single day. It's not easy reaching out to a friend or a coworker or a colleague or a family member or a child or grandkid and say, hey, you registered to vote, you registered to vote, make sure you registered to vote. That is just as impactful as these shows when you do that because the aggregate effect of this community, of this unapologetically pro-democracy community, to Cohen's point, is a game changer. Back to Giuliani here for a moment. I want to show one of the moments, and I could show you many of these, where Giuliani defamed Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss and said, stay tuned. I'm going to show up. Stay tuned. I'm going to prove it. Even though 
for the past two, three years, I've lost every case. I have not provided evidence. Now I'm going to show it at this trial. Of course, he didn't testify when he had the opportunity to testify. He decided not to. But here he is defabing Ruby Freeman and Shane Moss again. Play this clip. Whatever happened to them, which is, it's unfortunate if other people overreact, but everything I said about them is true. Do you regret no. what you did to Sh Ruby Freeman? Of course Freeman? I don't regret. I told the truth. They, they were engaged in changing votes. There's no proof of that. Oh, you're damn right there is. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You know the best part? Stay you tuned. know the best part? Donald does that, too. He does exactly that. He goes, there's proof. Of course there's proof. And wait, wait till the proof comes out. Wait till the proof comes out. Rudy, you fucking moron. You just lost 148 million bucks, you stupid fool. You, If you had anything that would have exonerated you and you're keeping it in your pocket and you didn't use it, you're fucking dumber than I thought you were. Instead, you know you have shit, but to keep the conversation going, do you really think Donald's going to host like the next 30, 40, 50 functions at Mar-a-Lardo in order to pay off your debt? Seriously? You're selling your apartment here in the city. By the way, your ex-wife is entitled to the first, I think it's like two, two and a half million because she didn't pay her on the divorce decree. You have all these outstanding obligations from legal bills to phone bills. Whatever will be left over of your estate, if anything, how do you plan on paying? Forget just the buck 48 that you owe. What do you think you're going to owe on the second time around? Instead of shutting your mouth and going home with the idiot with the skullet, or the only smart one there was the guy to the right who was shuffling Rudy out of there. Shut up, shut up, shut up. You know, no more questions. Rudy, get into the car. I mean, that's the that's the guy that you should have listened to. Instead, you go on. Of course I have proof. It's going to make your head spin. Oh, yeah? What do you think is going to make your head spin faster? The proof that you got or the loss of the $148 million that you don't have? Which one, my friend? Which one? January's shaping up to be quite the disastrous month for Donald Trump. And the wheels of justice turn slowly, but sometimes they do move a little bit quick. For example, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals just expedited briefing on the issue of absolute presidential immunity as Donald Trump's motion to dismiss the indictment was denied by the federal judge, Tanya Chutkin. Here is the briefing schedule that was set by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, Trump's brief due December 23rd, Jack Smith's brief due December 30th, Trump's reply brief due January 2nd. But here's the kicker, Michael Cohen, that the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals set oral argument for January 9th, 2024 at 9.30 a.m., which means the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals could have a ruling by January 15th. So, from the time Judge Tanya Chutkin, the district court judge, issued the stay, December 13th, you figure an order probably will come out from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals before February 1st. So we're looking about a 45-day delay from that March 4th, 
2024 trial date, but it looks like that trial can still go April, maybe late April, early May. Of course, then we'll have to see what happens with the Manhattan District Attorney case, which is scheduled for late March. March, whether- March 25th. Could we March talk about that for one second, Ben? Yep. So here's an interesting scenario. It appears that the Court of Appeals is still, you know, put a stay on the Jack Smith case that was supposed to begin March 4th. Hypothetically, that stay does not get a ruling um, until who knows when after. You know, I'm telling you that Alvin Bragg's Manhattan District Attorney case, which is not going to be a four or five month case. It's more like an eight week case because there's only a handful of issues that need to be proven. And most of it is documentary, followed by maybe a handful of people in order to discuss uh, the issues with testimony. This is a very easy case for a judge to push along quick. I believe if, in fact, Jack Smith, and this is the Tanya Chutkin case, if this case gets put into the back burner, I believe that Judge Mershon and that the Manhattan District Attorney case will go forward on that March 25th date. There's no doubt in my mind. It's not as if that stay actually helps Trump. It doesn't. It just reshuffles the scheduling of the four indictments, the 91 counts, but the four indictments, it just reshuffles as to which one goes first, second, third, and then ultimately clean up. You also have the E. Jean Carroll trial, which is scheduled for late January, I think January 26th, and that's just on the issue of defamation damages. And E. Jean Carroll has the same damages expert that testified in the Ruby Freeman Shea Moss case, Donald Trump's frantically filing things to try to exclude that expert from testifying. And Donald Trump did not properly, or Lena Habba did not properly designate an expert for Donald Trump. So Trump's without an expert. E. Jean Carroll has the top expert who just assisted Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss in that case. And that's um, one of the ways they got that 100. I mean, they deserve every dollar of it, but they had a great expert help quantify the amount because how do you quantify reputational harm? And this expert did an incredible uh, job there. I think Donald Trump- Speaking about all this, did you see that the judge came back with the decision on the on my motion to quash mine and the Manhattan District Attorney case, we filed a motion to quash their subpoena Duchess Tecum, which was overbroad, nonsensical. It was basically to again designed to harass and to try to intimidate. We put in our motion to quash. Uh, that's Danya Perry, my lawyer. She's just a she's just a amazing. Uh, she's an amazing, amazing lawyer. And so did the Manhattan DA's case. Judge comes back. They limited it to three out of, I think it was the eight topics that they wanted that were overbroad. And now it's all like one of them is non-existent and the other two are just like, um, you know, nothing. 
nothing burgers. So, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier. They just, tr what I love the most is when Trump is like, I just, I love winning. And that's all we do. We're just winning. We're winning everything. Or Lena Haba talking about me when she was doing one of these um, stints on stage. You know the guy Michael Cohen, right? What a lot of you don't know is that we beat him in court. She's talking about the case of Michael Cohen versus the United States of America, Donald Trump. They didn't beat anything. All right. Just wait to see what comes out of the Second Circuit on appeal. And no matter what happens, whether I win or I lose, if we win, government will take this to the Supreme Court of the United States. If we lose, it's going to the Supreme Court of the United States either way. But I mean, and that's it's such an important topic. It's possibly the most important topic right now that's out there because it goes to your fundamental right of First Amendment protection and that no one, not a president, not an attorney general, not a, um, a, a member of Congress, not nobody should be permitted to infringe upon another's First Amendment constitutional right to prevent somebody from speaking negatively about them, especially not a wannabe dictatorial, you know, former president. So just stay tuned on that one. And then yesterday as well, Justice Arthur Ngoron denied Donald Trump's motion for directed verdict, which is a motion to dismiss that's brought in the middle of the case. And Trump brought five motions for directed verdict and Goran denied all of them and said that Trump's expert Eli Bartov had zero credibility. Justice Arthur and Goran wrote, Bartov is a tenured professor, but all that his testimony proves is that for a million or so dollars, some experts will say whatever you want them to say. Justice Ngoran also stated, look, valuations as elucidated ad nauseum in this trial can be based on different criteria analyzed in different ways. But a lie is still a lie. Valuing occupied residences as if vacant, valuing restricted land as if unrestricted, valuing an apartment as if it were triple its actual size, valuing property many times the amount of concealed appraisals, valuing planned buildings as if completed and ready to rent, valuing golf courses with brand premium while claiming not to, and valuing restricted funds as cash are not subjective differences of valuation opinion. They are misstatements at best and fraud at worst. So that's Justice Arthur and Goran's response to Donald Trump's motion for directed verdict. So think about where we will be in the next 45 days. Think where we'll be by February 1st. It is possible that Donald Trump will be hit with two verdicts one from Justice Arthur and Goron in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case from somewhere between 500 million to a billion dollars. And also Donald Trump will be hit with a verdict in the E. Jean Carroll defamation case, which could be between 10 million and 100 million or 150 million. So by February 1, Donald Trump could have about 750 million to a billion dollars in judgments against him. 
And if he wants to appeal those judgments, he's going to have to post a bond yep. of an amount that is equal to that number, $750 to a billion dollars, if that's what the judgment comes out at. That's where we'll be, I predict, in the next 45 days, 60 days, the latest. And then we'll see what happens with special counsel Jack Smith's case in Washington, D.C. for Trump's attempt to overthrow the results of the 2020 election. We'll see where we are with the Manhattan District Attorney case. So, folks, buckle up. A lot just, is about to happen. I just can't understand it, Ben. I don't understand how come we're constantly losing. All right, we're supposed to be winning, winning. I don't, I don't understand this losing. I mean, it's, it's really just fucking comical. Can I, you know? Well, I'll give you the final word. Yeah. So my final word again, brigaders. First and foremost, Ben and I love doing this with you twice a week on our Tuesdays and Thursdays. I cannot emphasize how important this community is, and I thank those of you that have joined our Patreon. Uh, account as well. Um, you know, as Ben will tell you in about a minute, as he always does, this show is not sponsored by, you know, well, we do have the, uh, you know, the folks that sponsor each, you know, each show, uh, but we're not part of anything that's self-funded. And it is, again, the most important place as a community for us all to get together and to discuss truth so that we can do exactly what we need to do come election time, and that is to win. It's all about ensuring that this election has to go the right way because it could potentially be, and again, I say this in all the shows, and I'm going to say it again, not trying to be hyperbolic. It could be the last free and fair election that we ever see. We need to do everything we can in order to change. I mean, think about what they're doing now with impeachment inquiries into Joe Biden. I mean, this would be a nightmare, a nightmare scenario if the Senate, for example, was Republican right now as well. They would not be doing an impeachment inquiry. They would have moved right for articles of impeachment and then straight to the Senate for a vote. This is out of control. Our constitutional rights are on the line. Our democracy, our freedom, our lives as we know it are on the line. And together, we will make that difference. All right. And if by chance you are not subscribed, you haven't listened, you haven't rated, you haven't shared my Mea Culpa podcast, which is now on this Midas Touch Network as part of the family, please do it. Go to wherever you listen to your podcast. Mea culpa, the one with the blue background icon. And that way you can hear me on Mondays and Fridays, as well as here on Political Beatdown, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Check us out at patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. We don't have outside investors. We have those pro-democracy sponsors, and you could support those sponsors, get those products with the discount codes in the description below on the YouTube and on wherever you're getting this podcast feed. But then the way we fund this network is through that patreon.com slash political beatdown. So we have some great content there 
there. We do our after show content right there. We host a once a month Zoom meeting where you get to meet Michael Cohen. Also, Michael Cohen responds as best as he can to the direct messages, and he's in the chat very frequently on the Patreon. So if you wanted to meet Michael Cohen virtually or interact with him, that's one of the best ways to do it. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown, and you'll help grow the show and you'll help grow the network. Regardless, we appreciate you all so much. Beatdown Brigaders, just spread the word about the show. Make sure you're subscribed to Political Beatdown and Mea Culpa on audio, and make sure you're subscribed to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. We are grateful for you, and we wish you all a happy holidays, although we'll be here uh, later this week as well on our Thursday show. So thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.